everyone. Welcome back to another episode, actually episode number 20 of my podcast, Thrive in EDU. And for this episode, it's kind of a follow-up to the previous one. Um, I had some questions about, you know, learning and growing as an educator. What are some ways that we can not only, you know, just kind of do things in our own time and find whatever works for us, but how can we also kind of push our push ourselves to share what we are doing, maybe on a larger scale. And I know sometimes that can be really scary uh, because especially if you or if anybody's like me for years, I kept myself isolated. I really, I did not like speaking up in um, professional development sessions in front of my peers. And I was happy to join in the activities and do whatever it was. But if it came to standing up and presenting what we discussed or sharing an idea that was discussed at our table, I, I would have been under the table hiding because I just did not want to do that. Um, I really did think that you know professional learning took place during the school day, during those PD days, if I went to a conference. And beyond that, I really didn't do anything in the area of PD. And that, now this goes back many, many years at this point, but it wasn't until I went to a summer teachers summit uh, that focused on technology integration and I started to become connected. I remember going to ISTE for the first time in 2015 and I read the book, Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess. And it was like life-changing for me at that point. I got on Twitter, I started to read more, I started to connect. And so I started to do a lot of things that I had never done, especially the biggest thing was reflecting. And the second biggest was probably connecting. So for this episode, kind of along the same lines of prior episodes most recently, and maybe it's part of my not really picking resolutions and kind of picking a one word, um, but just setting some goals, professional goals, pushing myself to do a little bit more. And so here are some ideas for how you can kind of put yourself out there. And we know that we need to really take part in reflecting on what we do in our classrooms, our schools, think about our interactions that we have. Uh, For me, last year, I really worked on being intentional about setting aside time just to look back on each day. And finding time to do that can be a challenge, of course, because there are only so many hours in a day. But what I found to be helpful for me was taking time to go for a walk outside and just to think through different parts of the day or write a note on a post-it note and to kind of revisit it a little bit later on, or even just connecting with my friends through Voxer and sharing you know, something that happened throughout the day, whether it was good or bad or in between. So there are lots of ways to do this. And it's not just something we should do as educators. It's something that we need to do just as humans reflect on, you know, who we are, what we're doing, what goals we have, uh, being mindful of, you know, the choices that we're making, the impact that our choices may have on others that are, you know, our family, our friends, the people that we work with, and try to be, you know, supportive of other people every single day. And that is something that I've really tried to do more of in the past couple of years definitely brought on by the connections I've had with students and with having a PLN and connecting. And so a lot of this, like I've said often, I'm not an expert. I'm just somebody who's really thought about where I came from as far as my beginning years of teaching, the middle years, and just where I am now and where I would like to go. So a couple quick ideas of how you can kind of share what you're doing. And maybe it's your story that somebody needs to hear. Um, I mentioned in a prior episode that 
a colleague came to me and just thought that they were not cut out for teaching. They thought they were too different. They were having challenges um, and just almost felt like quitting. And I, I had been there years ago. I really did feel kind of, you know, I didn't know where to, I was frustrated. I didn't know where to look. I didn't feel comfortable telling with telling anybody that I was having these challenges and just kept it to myself. And in doing so, I pushed myself into isolation. But And that was something that I decided to do myself. I put myself in that isolated existence for many years. And we've heard George Coro say that isolation is a choice that we now make. So to break free from isolation, to share what we're doing, to get feedback on our thoughts, our practices, to have that support. We also need to share, you know, what our talents are. What are the skills that we have? What are, what's the knowledge that we have that we can share? And so a couple of the ways that I've been doing that and that have been working to help me look at what I need to do to become better, some changes I need to make, and also that have helped me to connect with others. And these are also things that I really enjoy making time for in my own life to read, uh, for example, blogs of friends and just to see what's actually out there, the kinds of experiences that other educators are having. So the first idea, I would say blogging. If it's something that you've thought about doing and you just don't really have the time to have a blog where you're writing on a regular basis, I absolutely invite you to submit a guest blog for my site. I enjoy writing blogs and find myself writing a lot lately, but the one thing that I've really enjoyed the past couple of months is getting some different posts to put onto my site and to share what's happening in other classrooms um, around the world. And so having different topics and different perspectives to contribute, I've really enjoyed that. So for reflecting, blogging can be a really great way to just process our thoughts. Whether you sit down and write a blog, uh, for me, I just kind of tend to talk them out and just let it go in, you know, the voice, the text. Maybe you have a post-it stack, a stack of post-it notes, and you just write down ideas throughout the day. But just a few ideas to get started and then share those ideas when you feel comfortable, when you have time. It doesn't have to be a certain word count. It can be a very short thought. It can be rather lengthy that you break up. The the important thing is that you do what makes sense to you. Podcasting. So who knew that I would still be doing this after starting in September? I've been listening to podcasts for years, and there are so many that I make sure that I listen to. I get notifications, which I love, especially when I'm taking that walk, and that I can listen to and just kind of reflect on and, you know, break away a little bit and just think of different things, um, gain new perspectives, hear different stories, and it just really helps me to think about things I'm doing in my own classroom. So it's not just beneficial for our own practice and for reflecting, but it also encourages us to share our stories as well. Um, And you might think, well, what, what would I talk about in my podcast? I ask myself that all the time, but it usually is something that I've read, or if I've been at a conference, had a conversation with somebody, or if it's a follow up question to some podcast that I did. And it doesn't matter what the length of it is. Maybe it's just quick five minutes sharing an idea what happened that day. Maybe it's 10 to 15 minutes. Maybe you have a guest and maybe it's just you. Um, so just a few ideas for that. And then you may have seen more frequently people going live on Facebook or doing Instagram videos or Periscope, just live sharing what they are doing when they're going to conferences or what students are doing, being able to actually see and go in and experience that as well. Um, having that technology where you can connect with other classrooms, students, educators, whoever, and 
see what your learning space looks like firsthand. I mean, that is so powerful and we can leverage those tools and, you know, connect our students with other classrooms, connect ourselves with other educators so quickly now where years ago, those technologies did not exist. We actually had to physically go to another school, have a visit and find time to do that. But now just as an example, every month you have past the scope edu, they have a theme and throughout the day, educators from around the world go through and they share their experiences or their thoughts based on a, a monthly theme. Uh, just check out what the different ways that you can do that. Facebook, Periscope, Instagram, uh, maybe you just even want to create a video and share something, make a webinar and share that out. It can definitely stretch you beyond your comfort zone, especially like me, many of the first times with Periscope, trying to stop the broadcast and having the hand over the camera. I've gotten better, but it just takes that first step. So those are just a few quick ideas. I will be back on another episode with a few more, but I would love to hear from you if you've tried any of those or if you have questions about them. Um, if you would like to know some different tools or things that I could suggest, would love to get the feedback from you. And as always, thanks for listening to my podcast, Thrive in EDU. And for the next episode, no guarantees, but uh, it will be episode 21 coming up. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care.